Howdy y'all, it's me, Wilden. Welcome to another episode of the unofficial G4 podcast, codenamed The Panel Room. In today's episode, we have Dizzy Diabetic. <laughs> One-on-one with Dizzy Diabetic. How's it going? How are you doing? Um, all great, all great. I'm super excited and at the same time nervous. Oh, being ah, in nah, nah, nervous to be on a thing with me. Ha, that's that's funny. Uh, so no, but but no, we're glad to have you on here. It's it's interesting, Dizzy Dive, because like, okay, so we could start off with this because you just you just finished streaming right before we started this. Uh, so tell me about that. What we do? How long have you been streaming? What do you stream? Tell me your history with uh, streaming on Twitch. All right. Um, I started officially streaming on Twitch around 2012, but it was really, really sporadic. I didn't have the discipline to do it constantly like now because of, you know, you, you mature and you learn how to maintain a schedule. And I try to do diversity streaming, so I am in the hardest mode of, of Twitch that is ever possible because I try to start a game, try to finish it, and then start another game. But in between, you always have the fun... Uh, play with group games like Apex Legends or group party games. So it all depends, depending on how people are feeling, how you, one feels too, if you get invited to play with other people, and it's a whole mess. And and I've been, I got affiliate during the summer, uh, uh, last year, and that has been like a great development for me in terms of how I'm streaming, I'm doing content that people do enjoy. And slowly but surely, just keep going over and over and over different content. I am from Puerto Rico, so it allows me to do it in Spanish and in English. And it's a great and uh, sometimes a confusing stream sometimes because you start in English and then all the English viewers disappear and then all the Spanish people raid you and start there. So then you start going in Spanish and then some of the English viewers come back and then you got to start doing Spanish and English at the same time back and forth. It's easy for me because, you know, I have years of experience, but at the same time, it's it's really interesting. <laughs> oh, that's, no, that, no, that's really cool, man, to be able to go back and forth <laughs> like that. I know that's a thing to, I mean, there's a few IRL streamers that, you know, they'll, they'll speak English and then they'll say something like Taiwanese or, you know, and you're just <laughs> like, I don't know what you're saying, but I know you get back to it and he just... You know, and then half the chat's a mix of both. They are, and, and I'm like, I'm guessing they're responding to the person that wrote it like this. That's all. I, I don't know what it's about, but I'm gonna, you know. And then it's like, if it's anything relevant to the English viewers, <laughs> they'll let us know. You know, otherwise it's like, ah, I don't care. Oh no, that's awesome. And, and uh, but you, you, so you still kind of jump around between stuff like games and stuff like that, okay. uh, because I, I was originally mostly a fighting game player. Oh, but eventually, okay. fighting games do run out their course. You know, it's not always as interesting to watch the same game that came out 15 years ago, 10 years ago. The online, well, it's crap. So you can play online with other people. It mostly is like you sit to the side, somebody next to you play. And since we still have those problems in technology and gaming, then you just find like maybe there's something else to play. Maybe it's better to play other games that people enjoy and, and have fun with other people and have different point of views. So we, we start playing Apex Legends, Among Us, uh, what else, League of Legends. So you play all the party games or the traditional games that it's a big group game and you can see the perspective from my side, someone else's. And, mm. and that was something that we really did enjoy. 
and as uh, different people try to play together and and then we're just like okay this is this is it we're gonna enjoy playing apex legends and i'm i'm a really bad shot but i can call out perfect movements i got a friend that he can hit everything but he doesn't know left from right so it's like no 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 don't go don't go wait 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 a second now go and you see like my face and my like doing the swat team movement like no stop and and, and he's like okay so oh, it's good to see funny. the different perspective yeah it's good though because it's like it's like it's a little bit of an opposite pair but if you put it together then you're your team to be reckoned with um what 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 fighting game did you play mostly Oof, you uh, no, no, I, I play all fighting games. Oh, uh, okay. I, for, in terms, just for a bit of my background experience, mm-hmm. when I started watching G4, mm-hmm. and I was a young, wee little lad, mm-hmm. and that motivated me to, because I watch a lot of Arena when it was Tech TV. Oh, okay. And that motivated me to develop like the esports and gaming scene. One of my favorite games at the time was Tekken 5. And that entered me to this big world of com- of the community, at least locally here in Puerto Rico. And I just started developing tournaments and started playing every single fighting game. I beat everybody's face and ass, and then they beat me back because they did the new update and they did everything. So it was always learning to play the fighting game that was in the spot. It was uh, the hot game of the moment. And that's something that I, I learned. I'm, I, the only game that I didn't get really much into it, but now I, I do have a money match that I got to get ready for, is in Smash. But mm. Tekken, Street Fighter, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, Marvelous Capcom, Soul Calibur, uh, uh, Samurai Showdown, King of Fighters, all the all those type of fighting games, you just tell me and I, I will just log in and we can play a few rounds. Uh, I've been fi- discussing in the chat, in the Discord chat, also, when Guilty Gear Strives come out, so I know uh, I'm somehow going to try to do a G4 Guilty Gear tournament and maybe uh, hopefully take the first place. So it's not collusion. I'm just really good at the game, maybe. I don't know. You know, it happens. You're like, I'm going to try and make it fair before I destroy everybody is what you're doing. Yeah. I, I see. <laughs> did you, so did you do, like, any, like, actual, like, tournament tournaments that you competed in? Yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, I'm one of the founding fathers for Electronic Sports Puerto Rico which is a corporation that we started around 2012, a little bit before that, uh, as an organization. And we develop and we help uh, produce what the uh, two laws that help esports in Puerto Rico locally. In 2019, I, I, I did have to step out because I tried to focus more on a little bit on my studies again, because I finished a, a bachelor's degree in human resources and a law degree. So I was the lawyer for the group. And then I started to do computer science because it's always been a passion to learn about computers and all that. And I said, like, I'm going to step out for a bit. That was the year, at least politically, that it got really bad here in Puerto Rico. Uh, it made the news and all the headlines. And I always had a joke with the CEO of the company saying, this, is, this has to be like WWE or WWF, depending on your generation of, of, of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'll be your Paul Heyman and you'll be Brock Lesnar. You're really, really good at this game, but you have a horrible charisma. You're bad at talking to people, to politics and all that. Let me be the guy that knows and discusses with all the politicians and with the group how to present this as a proper law, as a proper project so the community gets to us. And you can just focus on being a really, really badass guy beating everybody else. Like, that's, that's easy. 
clearly that didn't work out. And, well, you know, it's like, like okay, since, since nobody's going to take this type of action, I'll just step out for a bit, you know, take, take a fresh breath of air. And then that fresh breath of air was a pandemic. And it's like, eh, maybe I should have stayed inside. Mm. <laughs> no, but that's awesome that, I mean, to have to drive to, to get things done. Because, yeah, I don't really... And that's a thing I feel like hopefully that, I mean, that comes out of G4, but like the industry now that's starting to change a little bit of like, uh, just like gaming in other countries, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I love like, don't get me wrong, I love to Japan, Korea, but like, you know, like other, again, like Puerto Rico and stuff like that. I mean, I remember, I can't remember what I was watching, but I re and I don't remember where they're at, but they were like somewhere in South America and they were talking about like how they used to do like, uh, Nintendo like landlines to like connect and it was just it was crazy watching it because it's like a very like old school way of doing things that people you know mm -hmm. are beyond. and then like looking at prices and how like do stores do shops and it's like all that stuff is what's interesting to me and I don't think it's talked about enough and I feel like as time's passing by that we're gonna start hearing more about that and I think it's what we need more of in this industry. Um, the, the funny thing, the funny thing is, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, sure. But for Puerto Rico, the, the thing is that we're in that weird spot that we fall for competition sakes in Latin America, but we get all the benefits and the servers from NA. So it's a weird problem for us because we try to connect to NA and we have massive lag. It's horrible. It doesn't connect to us. But suddenly we connect to Latin America's servers. So, and we're fighting against the people in Brazil, in Costa Rica, in Argentina, Chile, and all that. And it's still laggy as hell, though. But it's a little bit better <laughs> than playing from someone in California or in Florida or mm -hmm. Seattle. So, so it, it's it's weird how they treat us here. But at the same time, we're we're all over the place. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, no, man, that, that, that's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, because I'm, like, as a streamer, I kind of jump around between stuff a lot, too. So I understand that, and the only ever multiplayer that I've ever been, like, interested enough to play for more than, like, 10 minutes is, like, fighting games. And I, I've never played as many as you, but, I mean, Tekken's one of my favorites, like, the Mortal Kombat, and, you know, and there's still Guilty Gear I've never tried, but the... the fan base for that just felt to me like it came out of the blue i was like i hadn't heard anybody like i've heard guilty gear in <laughs> passing but i haven't heard like a group of people talk about guilty gear like ever and i'm like well i get game sales so people still buy them but it's like where did y'all come from all of a sudden like and they're like oh we've always been here i'm like i haven't heard or spoken to my in person about guilty gear <laughs> and i got you know it's just but it's awesome it's fascinating to listen to uh but you mentioned okay so and you're still puerto rico now yeah, currently oh, wow. still in Puerto Rico. Uh, so you said you went to school, uh, you you did the lawyer thing, and then you switched to computer science. So are you, you're still in school now? No, no. Now I'm you're focusing not. mostly on on the job industry because the I am old compared to many, you know, like the people there. So so I was almost I was older than the teachers. <laughs> I was older than half the staff over there. So I was like, oh no. What am I doing? What am I here doing? And the, the and when you know the sadly the pandemic hit and the whole working from home and trying to, to learn from home, I'm horrible at that. I, I'm the type of person that I need to have a little bit of interaction, like more people around me, because if not, I'll I'll just open on the a tab on the side, so I'll be playing a video game on the side. It's like yeah 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 yes I I, I learned that sure and I'm like okay uh, this 
this guy is not dying. What the hell? He's hacking. So, so I had that, you know, the distraction mm-hmm. a lot. And then I started working because I, I, I you know, we need to survive. Mm-hmm. We need the job. We need money. We need to do things with money to survive. Mm-hmm. And it, it was kind of hard to pay the, the tuition cost that they, they raised it instead of lowering it. Oh, come on. Really? So, yeah. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so are you kind of done with it or are you just kind of like learning to rest on your own? I mean, where, where I, do you want to head career wise, I guess, at this point? I, Career-wise, um, actually, um, being adaptable. Uh, I, I, even though I studied some like oh high-paying jobs, mm-hmm. I, I'm realistic. I know, I know that the world has changed. Those type of jobs are great assets, but it, when you present your resume to many places, they're like, oh, you're overqualified. It's like, then do it. Get me. You pay me less. Let me suffer from being too smart for you people. Like, and it's it, it, it's a it's a hassle. So in this case, I'm just trying to do what I can do. Uh, content creation, apparently, I'm rather charismatic for some people, and people like it. And I've been working with different different type of content creation. Uh, uh, I have a I work with a podcast that does gaming news, so I have all the experience of talking about the industry, making jokes about it, uh, uh, seeing like another side of the news. Sometimes they're not that great. But you try to do things, uh, and it's. It's been fun, you know. It's it's something that has been a hobby that I love that I have tried to embrace all this time, and once I can finally find an opening for it, I'm just gonna take the chance, and also be protected because I I, I you know studied all this so I can protect my ass from. Oh, oh yeah, that's good, especially contracts and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, like if. Mm-hmm. If I need something, I have to call you for a reference or something. <laughs> just like for some advice, but like, uh, because that's what I've been I hearing actually... a lot recently. Is like people are like, you know, I know it's exciting to get into this thing, but make sure you read your contract, especially if you like our host personality, no matter who it is. Focus sure. on contracts because I had a lot of friends that are graphic artists, and they had a lot of people just come in with the work for hire, but it's not work for hire contracts, and suddenly they lost half the for portfolio, and we managed to do proper contract, proper contract trainings, assignments, and they actually did manage to uh, sue them on local courts to get back their portfolio and everything. So it was amazing to help out people like that. Wow, that's, man, you're just, I feel like you're putting me to shame a little bit. I'm just like, no, like no, no, no. what have like, I done? No. You're like, oh, I've, I've, I've told people contracts. I was like in the esports thing before esports became no, really because the thing, the thing is, one thing, one thing that I actually learned, and this is because of the fun part of my name, uh-huh. it's like, this is diabetic. Mm-hmm. I am actually a diabetic type one since I was born. Mm-hmm. And all this time, I, I, you could say that oh, I have avoided like sugars. So people, ask you like oh well let's hang out let's go eat and something like like sure you know but sometimes like oh wait i feel kind of bad i need to eat now we can't keep hanging out and, and things like that and you're like but why it's like oh i'm diabetic and i if, if for for just in case i do use injections and mm-hmm. i once had i was sitting in a restaurant with all my friends we were eating and i took out my, my insulin i put it into my body and th- somebody thought i was a crack addict just injecting you know drugs right in the middle of the restaurant and I, I look at them. It's like, no, I am diabetic. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to save my ass. I don't want to die here in the table. <laughs> and the, the, the waitress was, you know, like livid. She was really angry. She was screaming. The manager came out and he saw it and he like, you're fired. Your foot is on me. 
Oh, I was wow. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. Let her, you know, just let her be, have her job. But like, I'm, you know, like, all right, it's cool. So I always learned to be uh, humble. You know, I, I don't have to gloat to everybody else like, oh, I studied here. I did this. It doesn't bring you friends. It doesn't make you people approachable. It makes you seem more like an asshole. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's, uh, man, that, that's <laughs> awesome, uh, and I, 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 weirdly, it's weird because, like, my dad just recently became diabetic for the last, like, four or five years, um, oh. you know, he's got the injection of things going on and all that, and mom gets all, you know, so, like, I know just, like, the tiniest little bit, but I'm out of it, but I think, like, from what I'm hearing, it's, like, you, I think, have a good shot at getting somewhere because you have, again, uh, like, we've talked about uh, with Cammy before about, you know, like, disability thing. It's, like, again, like, people who are diabetic, things like that, you know, that have certain, you know, how that is, you know, might not affect mm -hmm. great things overall, but still include people that have that and feel included. And, again, like, insight on the contracts. I mean, you've, you've hosted a gaming podcast, so you're in the news with that. And, then again, as I mentioned before... Uh, you kind of were into, like, the eSports thing a little bit in the scene uh -huh. down there before it came really big. So you have all that, like, experience of what it was like and things like that. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot to add to the table. Um, yeah. and it, that, the and problem is, is it's too much to add to the table. That's why I, I got to start, like, uh, I'm just the silent type. You ask, and I can help with what you ask. Because if I say, like, ah, I know about that. I know about that. I know about that. It's like, oh, you know too much. You're overqualified for this podcast and for everything else. It's like, God damn it, that again. Man, <laughs> it, it, you're not like opposite streams. It's like, I, I think I'm qualified, but they tell me I'm way underqualified. <laughs> and you're, you're like, no, I'm good. It's, so it's just, uh, man, one extreme to other. That's crazy. Uh, wow. Uh, so, so your line contrary, are you, do you plan on like staying in Puerto Rico or do you ever plan on moving there and do anything like that? Well, the main for me the like the main obstacle mm -hmm. is the insulin the mm -hmm. the medicine that i need to survive if i could i would have just jumped jet jump over the 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 atlantic ocean and be somewhere in the states easily and and if they have like a job security and just keep working and and all that but since for me it's a bigger risk economically than for for my health too so that's why i i I haven't jumped over the to the states. I, I do. My father does live in Pennsylvania, and he has mm -hmm. told me over, over many times, like, "Oh, depending on how things uh, get better and all that, you can just come over here." And I have tried to qualify for maybe a hundred jobs over there in PA, but you know, oh, you know Spanish and you know all of this. Oh, you're overqualified. It's like, no, my damn it, not my language barrier now. Yeah, no, I too, because like I, you know, I'm from maryland so practically next door there and you know i worked in construction and we you know there, there are a lot of hispanic people there doing construction and stuff like mm -hmm. that and they're like you know but you don't see anybody of like yeah that's what you naturally think mm -hmm. over there you know whether you should or not that's like you, you know and and that's great no i i mean i hope you find <laughs> something you know because that didn't think about that in terms of like being an economical risk or anything like that but yeah hopefully You'll find something to bring you over here. Uh, so I want to get to talking about, as you mentioned, you mentioned G4. You mentioned kind mm -hmm. of like Arena kind of helped inspire you and stuff like that. So how did you, how did you come across that in Puerto Rico? What, what do they have okay. it on down there? 
All right. So in Puerto Rico, the the same co uh, cable companies are not here directly. They're just like shell companies of, of them. So Comcast doesn't reach Puerto Rico directly. It just is another local company to transform that. And before we had one link. Mm -hmm. That was the main uh, cable provider for all the island. And it provided the first time the big ugly box that has uh, like a 99, uh, 999 channels, but you only could see like 30 of them because the rest were empty and oh, you didn't have the package. And then suddenly they announced that they were changing because they got bought out and it turned into Adelphia. Or was it the other I'm, I'm not sure which one it is because it was a long time ago. But it just happened that when they announced all these changes and they changed all the channels, so Fox from being in channel 20 for us, that was like the, if you go to channel 20, that was Fox. You always had Fox there so you can watch Simpsons and everything. Mm -hmm. It suddenly got changed to 16, 14, so all the channels were scrambled. And I just came after school. I was looking through the channels and going over, and I reached 129, and I was like, wait, what is this called Tech TV? Mm -hmm. And it had something called the screensavers. And I was like, oh, okay. So I sat down, and they just put the same problem that I had on my computer two days ago, that something was RAM issues and everything. And they'll explain it. And I was like, you know, starry-eyed, open. And it's like, oh, my God, they know what I'm having problems with. And I just, got, I just sat the whole day just looking at all the channels. And suddenly... They announced like they had arena, so I it was the first time I saw some gaming on the TV and everything. I was like, mm -hmm. oh my god, this is a dream come true. This is my channel. Mm -hmm. And apparently I was the only lucky kid that discovered Tech TV before transforming to G4. And I just shared this information with all my friends at school. It was like, there's a channel for geeks like us that like video games and everything. And they're like, Oh, that's cool, that's cool. So and we just sat all the time after school, watch a few episodes and everything. It transformed into G4, and then that's when everything just was perfect. You know, it was the 2006, and everything was perfect there. We had all the shows going on. We had the E3 coverage, and we were ecstatic. Like, that was a weekend that everybody just stayed together at someone's house. We brought out popcorn. We were, like, writing down all the shows and everything that they showed that we wanted to watch. And that was one thing at the other. But the biggest part of us is... It was always there. You know, we were always could watch it. The thing is, we're in Puerto Rico. So here, they try to do the traditional badly translation, bad translations forcefully. So even though it, it seems kind of weird, here in Puerto Rico, we actually did have the SAP button active in the E3 coverage and in Attack of the Show and X-Play and, and Click and Cheat and all those shows had someone somewhere hitting around the world doing it in Spanish. So all the jokes that we loved as in X-Play, they weren't there. They were transformed. There was some horrible monster right there that was in Spanish. So it was like, well, uh, welcome to X-Play. It would be like, bienvenido a jugar X. And you're like, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so that, somebody that, was like, sense. actually like, like, so when their mouths were moving, somebody else's voice. If you press the sap button, if you if you wanted to risk that, <laughs> and and that was part of the thing that was like, oh no, Spanish people need a better host and better things to to understand what the hell is going on. But uh, you know, I just watch it through and through. So we started two thousand four, two thousand five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
till 2011. That's when I stopped watching because that was most vocally when I started the law school and all that. So I had more focus on on life and all that. Mm-hmm. So, oh wow! But it was it was quite the adventure. Yeah, it does, man. I mean, that's. I mean, I wish. Like, I mean, again, a lot. The few friends I had didn't really watch G Four, so just to have the experience of sitting in a room with people and watch it, man, like that sounds well, amazing. Like, I, I wish to have had that communal. Well, thing. The, the, the thing is that, like I said before, nobody else knew about it, so I was like the harbinger. I was the messenger, so I was like a Jesus Christ figure <laughs> of gaming in Puerto Rico. To all the people that wanted to know about this, and and everybody like, oh man, I hope we can see E three. It's like, I got you. <laughs> you get the cable company and go to this channel, and they just announce that they're gonna do the live coverage for the whole weekend, including the traders too. And people are like, oh really? And it's like, yes, really. And they did, and then everybody was loving it and all that. Like yesterday, yesterday, I had I was on another podcast that they invited me over. Mm-hmm. Or as a replacement for one of the uh, constant crew members, mm-hmm. and suddenly I did mention like, "Oh, I've been hanging out a lot in the G4 Discord and all that." It's like, right, they're gonna come back. It's like, here's the link to the Discord. Have fun, you know, discussing everything else. And it's like we can do our, our like our own little mafia because real like maybe five percent only know Spanish, so we can just say something in Spanish and we only get the joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh no, that that's that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's crazy that still some people. I, I I just I figure. I guess I assume at this point, anybody that watched it, that cared about it all, is is already we're all like hundred percent here. But that but there's still a few people I did watch that I still don't know about, it, and I'm just like wrapping my head around like how is that mm-hmm. possible? Did you just stop looking at the internet for like a month? Like like it, it, it can't process it. Um. So that mm-hmm. no, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 that was a good time. Like that was my favorite stuff was like the live coverage. That like that's what kind of inspired me too. That's that like, oh, it'd be cool to work at a company like G Four or something one day, and do that live coverage. And I, you know, I've been lucky to do brand ambassador work at E Three like a couple years. I went once a consumer and stuff like that. And I saw like all the media people and stuff around. Like, but one day though, that's what I want. Like eventually, I want to move forward to that. But, mm-hmm. uh. To just be in there and just like in the trenches, you know, is like a heck of an experience. Uh, so you liked Arena and the coverage stuff like that. Was there any other shows and stuff that you enjoyed or like any hosts that like you were your favorite or anything you gravitated towards? I I I, I enjoy almost every, every single show of them. Like mm. uh, it all depends on the hour that I actually captured. Like I love when it was like late night i was really tired and i had anime unleashed unleashed it it had maybe one of the worst animes i have ever seen but it will always be in my heart because i always recommend it to someone like oh i don't know what anime to say look at this crap i don't know i I was silent mobius i remember that the 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 big trailer that they always like oh Today, we have Silent Mobius. And I was like, oh my god, this show is so bad, but fine, let's watch it. And it, it was really fun watching all that. Uh, for ch- I, I enjoyed Cheat a lot, mm-hmm. but sometimes it was, huh, I need to remember this episode for when I actually get the game or when I actually start buying the game again. So it was, it, was, it took a while. X-Play, 
for me was the most beneficial one because it helped me save a lot of money and by avoiding bad games mm-hmm. but at the same time they did recommend some games that I was like this is total crap i can't <laughs> believe you so it was really fun and attack of the show actually was really really fun for me because it helped a bit of the development of my learning jokes and, and of the humor and all that but at the same time it helped me see like a little bit before that because if you watch it now you're like damn kevin do you are you okay do you have like an infophilia are you always horny for everything and yeah. it was funny at the time of course but then you're like okay man okay it's like, you laugh and all that but you know that it's a little bit lower it's not the big problem like it was before yeah yeah i was watching some mm. stuff from Sue's channel the other day and then like mm. certain coverage i was watching this and like and just like playing up with it and like the women mm-hmm. olivia or something like playing up with that joke i'm like this looks so bad like at mm-hmm. the time it was like funny i guess because it's like Hilarious. making fun of themselves so i guess they thought it was okay but then even then at the time i was like oh well, this is rough kev what are you doing with that? yeah the, the <laughs> i i saw yesterday the when they had bruce campbell for burn notice and he did on um, candace bailey's this boobish signage and it was funny at first but at the same time you're like oh no oh bruce no baby what you doing no don't do that <laughs> Yeah, and well, then I guess they they kind of started countering that a little bit when Sarah Underwood started talking about Kevin James and how much she liked him. And so it was like, hey, there was a little bit counterbalance in the end there for a second, where she's like, oh, oh, I've dealt with all this crap. It's my turn. I'm gonna talk about Kevin mm-hmm. James, and that was a mm-hmm. big thing for a while. Um, yeah. yeah uh, so yeah, you liked a, a, like a variety. Of, no, that's awesome. That's cool that you. Mm-hmm. It seemed like with like once it all merged and stuff like that, you. You just kind of went with the flow, and you're like, you know what, this is fine. I'm not, like, you don't seem like you split sides. Were you, like, split on the sides? You're like, I prefer one to the other. You just kind of were like, you know what, it's, it's different, but yeah. I dig it. Yeah, because it was still things that were um, helpful. It, it, they were learning, they were entertaining, and all that. Like, I, I, I did miss a little bit more of the call for help and screen servers that because it, it pushed a lot into learning about computers mm-hmm. for, for that moment at least for what was available here in, in Puerto Rico, you could say, there was not much knowledge for computers and things like that. So I was just like a 14-year-old kid that knew more than the professional Xerox guy that has been working for Xerox for more than 30 years and just tried to install the multi-printer that can scan and everything. And he's like, oh, I don't understand this. It's like, ah, I saw this and call for help. Don't worry, just open the web browser and this, this. And, and he was like, you should work for us. It's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I've heard of that Geek Squad at Best Buy. I know I'm getting to. I'm, I'm that, that was before Geek Squad. So oh, it was like, yeah. Oh, nice. nice yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it, I mean, it taught you it, stuff. I mean, that's good to know mm-hmm. that, like, it, it practically, that stuff, you learn things from it, you know? Um, So, because I, I, I just want because, like, I'm noticing your room is very, you have a lot of variety of stuff in your room. So you have... Oh. You have the console uh, games on one shelf. Then you have, was it the Xbox 360 controller? No, it's the Xbox One controller. Oh, that, uh, oh you got that is nice. The red one, nice. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is really nice. And and the red just looks amazing. So for me, as one of my favorite controllers. Even though I do have like four more controllers on the desk. Uh, right now, this is like maybe the worst 
spot to have the whole stream set up, but I'm cleaning out the room so I can move the desk and move everything around so it looks a little bit more like, oh, chic and geek gaming and all that thing. Yeah, and have all the cool streamer fancy lights. All that. Yeah, that's the problem with me. It's like mine's kind of uh, too far away, but it's it's just kind of... Uh, the desk yeah, was it, it, already it looks, here. No, but it looks just perfect, you having all that in the back, because it shows like depth. Like right now, if I move back, I'll probably just crash into the wall and everything that I have behind me. So there's not much movement in, in this way. It's like, like this is in the middle of the hallway stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, again, part of it's too because I had no choice because, well, I used to stream on this desk back in the day. But this one that came that was already here in this apartment, I mean, this thing is big and heavy. And I was like, well, I guess I'm putting it here because I'm not moving it now. But uh, mm -hmm. it's it's like solid heavy wood and my roommate made it like years ago for something else. Oh. Anyway. Um, so, I want to get into now, uh, talking about what, what do you think, well, well, I guess I should follow this up too. Did you ever do any of the online stuff? Because we talked about this, the stuff that you watched, but did you ever mm -hmm. hop into, like, watching on the line shows or in the forums or anything like that? Uh... No, I actually didn't have or didn't know much about the forum part because we for when the forums were hot that everybody was talking on it, mm -hmm. it was also the moment that Puerto Rico took a while to actually get good internet. Like mm. when Tech TV uh, was in the TV and our television, we still had dial up, and then we had DSL, and then finally we had modern ethernet connection and it was slowly building up like for i think after maria happened in 2017 so we were talking around 2018 2019 mm -hmm. it's when we finally have op optical cable uh, uh fiber optic internet mm. so we're one step behind but it's one big step behind in terms of the general internet and sometimes when we get the information, it's a little bit too late. In this case, since I did manage to just caught it from the start when I watched the, the Twitch stream, that it was the beginning of the Thanksgiving event, then noticing the Reddit and then the Discord, I've been more up to date. So now it's maybe a redemption of not being in the forums as, as active as before or, noting, or noticing the forums from before. Yeah, I relate to that too. Again, I, I only watch the TV stuff, and I think I knew there was forums, but I didn't... Something about it never appealed to me, and I was like, I don't feel like typing walls of text, and then I kind of regret. I was like, man, I should have taken the effort to do it at the time, because I didn't realize, mm -hmm. like, you know, until now, like, how many people watched it, and all the kinds of people. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, you know, I feel like I... I was like, dang, I kind of, I didn't realize I missed out. Maybe I was not much of a fan as I thought of it, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I wanted to talk about two, actually, because I, now you brought mm -hmm. in another thought I had, and then I lost an ounce back <laughs> because I memorized things. But to correlate that, because I'm a high-quality interviewer slash host, uh, I wanted to talk to you about Puerto Rico um, in terms mm -hmm. of has there been any struggles or... Um, in terms of like getting games or gaming equipment or things that you would want that's easy accessible but you have problems getting there or it's like the prices of stuff higher or lower like how does all that work and general terms we only have the sales tax which is called evil which is uh, impuesto sobre valor unidad 
which is mostly based on on the product that you buy. So let's say you buy a game, mm-hmm. it would be sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Then you would have to apply the eleven point five percent tax that we have for the whole island on any product. So it's not a problem. But we do have a problem with games because GameStop stopped being here in Puerto Rico around two thousand sixteen. So for four years we mostly been. Uh, only digital or we're depending on walmart best buy the local game shop that wants to be the next uh gamestop but they're not really that good and all that and thanks to a little bit of the boom of in the internet industry that way we have all the online games we can get them digitally and amazon and online retailers are are godsend because we you know we just order it online for way cheaper than buying it locally and just wait a week, extra week or two, and the mailman throws it at your house because, you know, you bought, bought something else online and then he has to deliver a package every single day to your house. That, Does he actually throw it is... at your house? Is that, I think you're no, just like, no, here. No. <laughs> the, 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 some, some of them, they, uh. there's, some of them are like really big assholes. So they're like, oh, you got a game? Good luck. Yeet! And then they just leave. And you're like, but my game. Must be nice being able to afford it. I had a friend that ordered a PlayStation 5 and he only got a box because the the mailman just delivered it to him. And then he's like, this is really big. And I seen the pictures. Open it. Oh, look, it's a PlayStation 5. He took the PlayStation 5. He left the box and he just took it like that. What a jerk, man. Yeah, that's but that was crazy. I still feel super lucky I got my one I did and it has a completely been destroyed or it hasn't like gone haywire or anything and i mm-hmm. got it and man that's that's crazy yeah because i was curious about that because i that was another thing i wanted to learn too from like the stuff i've seen of other places is that there's there are different laws in terms of sometimes like kind of content in games and how games are managed and things like that and so it sounds like things kind of happen to work out for you time-wise like you just no. right when you start getting decent internet is like right when the store like Luckily, by the time the story's in it, you just mm-hmm. happen to have the right internet to order all that stuff. Yeah, and it, it's not like, sadly, Logan Paul put in his tweets when he was going to move to Puerto Rico saying that, oh, it's a third world country, but it's not third world. It's one and a half or two. We're still part of the United States. We still get all the benefits from them, and we do get help, and we do get the products shipped from them. It mostly depends on the companies. Some companies do not recognize Puerto Rico, but they love putting Puerto Rico in all their ads. So it's kind of weird how they want to treat us. And it, it, we depend mostly on the mail service. So that would be the biggest problem. We depend on the mail service to actually get our hands on under that exclusive content and everything that's gonna, going on. Or if it's digital, then it's just snap of the fingers and voila, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's... <laughs> Do you sometimes like? I mean, I guess I guess the price is the same, but you probably go digital like if you have the option just in case. Not not really. It all de- mostly depend on how much money I have and how much am I willing to spend on the game. Hmm. Because here you could you could fi- you can see people buy them the whole full price and in less than two days there's like uh, I'm selling the sixty dollar game for forty bucks because uh, I'm just not into it I just bought it because you know, I had it reserved for like ten years ago and you're like okay sure you know for forty bucks I'll, I'll have a brand new game and it works and everything perfect but 
if if you're looking at it, it's like twenty bucks for a game that you know that's gonna be on sale in less than a week, and it's gonna be ten bucks. You're like, ah, eh, fine. I'll I'll wait out a bit. You know, I'll I'll miss out the hype, and you just do it. Got it. Got it. So now, so now. <laughs> GeForce coming back. It's becoming a thing now. It's resurfaced. Never thought it would happen again, but here we are. And some peeps are coming back. I knew peeps coming and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to want to know uh, the first part. What what do you think of what's been going on so far with all this stuff? And then another thing is, was it that you want to see come back? How how would you like stuff distributed to you down here in Puerto Rico? Because there's like you know there's like the streaming services and there's still the mm-hmm. TV and all that. So so tell right. me what you think about G4 coming back. All right, so so hang on, people. We're going to go for a long ride. <laughs> Put All your right. things on. I, We're on the roller coasters going up the hill. I, I'm actually really glad that G4 is coming back. It mm-hmm. provides, again, a medium that is like traditional or old school in terms of TV and also, also with recognized people and icons in the industry that they're going to, you know, give us the news, the jokes and laughs and everything like that. So it's just perfect. We, uh, sadly, it it's not going out like I thought it would be in the whole coming back, but it's, it's still good. And in general terms, I'm loving the Bleep, Bleep Esports show because it's something that I know about because every day I read all those news and I love how Ovilee and Frost are doing everything. So hopefully one day, I don't know, it's a, a dream of mine. You know, I'll be one of those, you know, special hosts just to annoy them in Spanish and and be like the Spanish correspondent somewhere else in Latin America just doing all that stuff. So it would be funny. But I, I do enjoy that type of show because it brings something different to what people are used to seeing the news. Mm-hmm. And X-Play, I'm liking the concept that at least we have Sessler back, and we know a lot about Morgan and, and how she has also developed a lot for women in the, in the industry. But the only problem that I currently have with X-Play is that we haven't gotten a single review of a game or a recent game. So have Sessler p- p- play Valheim, you know? It's the Viking game that everybody's going crazy about. Just mm-hmm. just let him play for half an hour and just, you know, go crazy at it. Phasmophobia that the, 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 the team was playing on today. So... So there's things like that that you want a little bit to go retro to come back how it was before, but still developing all the content and everything is going on. Attack of the Show, it, it's it's a Pandora's box. Nobody knows what's going on there. It, it has a, a lot of funny skits, and some are really bland in terms of how they land the jokes and all that. But Attack of the Show is missing a proper structure of how it's going to go back, how it's going to present itself and all that. In terms of how it's going to be delivered, maybe I'm not sure if I fall in the part that's going to be like around the world, if if I'm going to still be in the area, because sure, we're more digitalized. So now I could access just the Twitch and the YouTube videos directly, but I'm not sure if maybe they'll put it on um, whatever streaming service is popular or they decide to put it because I'm not going to say a name because it's a surprise. It could be anything. And... If it, we do actually have access to it, that's something that sometimes you get region lock for for their lack of knowledge of how to put it. There's a lot of places that are starting to do their own gaming channel, something that G4 clearly inspired them to do, hmm. and maybe they'll take out those people that were just cheap imitators of them, or I don't know what's going to happen. And depending on the local 
TV or how they're going to spread out. But I'm liking so far how it's coming back. Uh, we're way more mature. We're way more you know, uh, experienced in terms of games, of what's happening around the world, how technology has changed. And they clearly have been doing just that. They're switching their style from what was before falling behind in terms of the content, moving it forward. But again, it's it's a whole new world. I don't know what to expect. For me, I would just love if they're like, oh, we're going to do G4 Latino just for people talking Spanish. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go there. I'm going to be the, the guy that goes in the middle. I can be Spanish or English. Yeah. So, you know, we, a guy can dream. No, that'd be cool. I mean, that you know, that's that's a good point that I never really thought about till just now. But to have, you know, you have the core G four team, but then like kind of like again, like WWE sort of where they have like the regular announce table, then they have the Spanish announce table. Why, like, why not have like a Spanish speaking like team off to the side, kind of doing their own separate thing while the main. So you mm-hmm. still got the main people that you can watch, but then you have the other ones on the side, just like you know, doing it their own way, so you don't have to worry about, like, translating it, and they're kind of doing the same content, but you have, like, one camera here and one here, and you just gotta, you know, it's a little bit more into the production stuff, but, I mean... And and also, recently, they, the every every time, like, uh, I think the New York Post, something like that, showed off, like, mm-hmm. oh, a lot of Americans now speak Spanish, because there's a lot of people that have mm-hmm. moved from the States, from, from different uh, Latin American areas, and they speak Spanish. So it's a great way to introduce the children, the, the kids, the teenagers, the adults that are working. But then you, you hear them like, oh, we're going to play some Apex or we're going to play some Call of Duty when we get out of work. It's like, it's perfect. You know, you have someone that can give them the news in Spanish and it's totally different or maybe just the same and have the same punchline or even better. Right, yeah, so, it's and that's like a whole demographic you can get right there. That's a mm-hmm. big part of demographic. And like you said, times have changed, you know. America mm-hmm. itself has changed in terms of different people that are here and stuff like that. And if they're, you know, if they have, they have a lot of shows already they can bring back. They have a lot of new shows mm-hmm. they can bring. But if they have, you know, if they are going to be in all these different places at once, mm-hmm. you know, if you have all that time to fill... If let's say they did want to be like a 24-7 channel or something like that, then you, you, mm-hmm. the content's there. You're never, like, you yeah. can't at this point be like, oh, we can't think of stuff. To, they're, they're, it's all there. It's it's there at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's like something in, in the Reddit forums that they're like kind of criticizing in a way. It's like, oh, you have a Twitch channel, but then you have the traditional channel and, and all this. So how are you going to balance it out and, and, and things? And you're like, they have a plan. They clearly do have a plan because these are people that are professionals in the industry. They're, they're not, you know, saying uh, Steve, Bob, and Juanito, and someone else that lived down the street that we just gathered together and we're going to, oh, we're going to be G5 instead, you know? Yeah. We're going to be better than ever. So, you know, they, they have people that they do know what they're doing. But also, it's, it's trying to give that push saying, like, maybe you should not ignore this audience, you know? Just... Give them a look. You know, they could help out. Yeah, and, like, if Universal's, like, giving them the money, right, for this the thing to work, and, you know, Comcast, mm-hmm. all that, like, it's... The money's there. You can make, you know, you can... They can make a lot of money from this if they play their cards mm-hmm. right, you know. Um, you know, you don't want you you don't want them to be, like, a corporate sellout thing, but, I mean, the potential's there, right? Mm-hmm. And I hope... 
that when this discussion, and that's the only thing I could think of that you to convince the higher ups that hey, you know, to we can bring this back. It's like because otherwise, like why would they care? Because you know they was a, it was a core thing, but it's, why would they spend all that, give them the money and all that to do it unless they don't have some sort of plan in mind? Be like, but you see the potential here now, and they're like, oh mm -hmm. okay, and no. Um, I language is one way to just open up the channel to people that may have ignored even though that uh, from the latin culture mm -hmm. they're really really harsh on towards gaming but a lot of latin gamers a lot of latin american people uh, puerto rico is one that slowly has shown that gaming is not only for kids it's something that it's a full-time job it's something that has been more economically stable compared to the traditional jobs that they try to push on the children and all that. And now, clearly, they're like, oh, just create content. Go, 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 go. And it's it's harsh seeing what happens to the kids and to the people that have become good at this content. But at the same time, you're seeing, like, there's a big area for that. There's a big, big content. One of the biggest uh, Twitch streamers is out on place. And he's from Spain. He just speaks Spanish. And he... Does just chatting, which you could say is maybe the most boring content ever. But when you look at it, everybody's going crazy because the guy, you know, it's like just has the charisma to maintain those people there trolling him or talking him in other languages that he doesn't understand. But he's like, eh, yo hablo español, this is it. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. and again, and now with this opportunity, it's like, like, Let's do some more content about what's industry like in Puerto Rico. Let's do a thing like interview more developers from there to feel like what is it like for them mm -hmm. developing? How was gaming before well, for them? What is it like now? I, I could help them say like, hey, if you come to Puerto Rico, you have Project 20 and, and 22, which are tax haven. You can come here and you don't have to ha pay half the taxes that you pay anybody else. So it's tax-free haven and you have your passport and everything so it's kind of like the cayman islands without the caymans right yeah, yeah. And, and again it's like it's like all that you know like law and stuff maybe for some of the gen z audience that's a little bit of a snooze fest but for all of us like you know older old, like old geezer like myself that's like at from all the stuff that i had before it's like that's kind of stuff i'm interested in now i mean i'm still interested in old stuff but now it's like I want to. I want to know more. I want to know the details. I want you know. Again, it's like with the coverage. It's like I. I would love to just get in there and just like get and the interview mm -hmm. the people. And you know, I want. I want all that nitty gritty stuff. I. I want. I don't want any uh, like shiny glossy stuff. I. I want to mm -hmm. see all the realness of it. You know, and if whatever struggles people have and things like that. And you know, it's. And I think too. I mean. I mean, I think seeing you on the Bleep Esports show, I mean, I can see that happening, you know? <laughs> I, I, I can easily see it, you know? Again, you have that little bit of experience and stuff like that, and to have somebody on there that's been part of it to be part of that show, and not just to throw you in because it's like, oh, you're, you know, you're from Puerto Rico, let's throw him, because somebody different, it's like, you know, you know that, you know the laws and, and stuff you, like that. And you, and you, you, you gotta take your chances. So if yeah. I'm gonna be the token Latin guy Screw it! I'll be the token Latin guy for G four. That works out. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I. It's uh. Yeah, I. I. I again, when even with like the internet <laughs> right now, right? Again, the internet. It's like if you have to, you know. I mean, I prefer doing like content physically together. That's but that's uh, more yeah. me personally. But I mean, there's no mm -hmm. reason why again episode 
just mm-hmm. do this. It, it's, it's done. And then if they like it, then you just go from there. And the next thing you know, you might be. You never know. Hey, it, it, it's, you know, it's all the magical things that could happen. We don't know where the world is going on with everything that's going on. Uh, same thing. Nobody expected G4 to come back. And when it's coming, and it's coming back in a good way, it's, mm-hmm. it's coming just right. It's not trying to push a boundary. It's not pushing the envelope in like shock humor that many people thought it would do and it feels just right you know maybe this will be our reason to come back to television and or monitors that are closer that almost look like tv because you know tvs are almost things of the past yeah when it had the heads or kevin's hype machine or stuff like that uh yeah it's uh i i wonder too because i'm still like kind of split because part of me is like Give me everything now. You have a bajillion shows. You should be able to start up all these shows and do it once. And mm-hmm. then part of me is who's like, just do it a little slow. We'll slowly work your way. And then it's like they hold some shows back that we know, it's, especially if it's shows that have existed before. And then they hold it back mm-hmm. on purpose. And then they start doing teases and round us up fans like, oh, Icon, Cinematech. Oh, you know, you're like, oh, they never mm-hmm. bought that. And then, like, a year from now, be like, oh, guess what's coming back? And you're like, ah, that go- why didn't you hold this for so long? But that might be a smart move to do, you know, things like yeah. that. For me, like, the easiest way they could get the biggest hype train or something mm-hmm. like that, uh, Anime Unleash, Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. You know, you have so many good animes coming out right now that if you give it just a platform, it would be amazing for them. And and sure, you know, you get the weeb audience and like, oh, yeah, anime, I'm a waifu. Mm-hmm. Sure, you got them. But it's viewers. That's what you want to bring in. And that type of thing is just the things that made Toonami, Cartoon Network, stood out for us for so long because we mm-hmm. that was our place to watch anime. And we watch it and we learn about Dragon Ball and screaming for 12 seasons for 12 hours because apparently that's going to make us blonde and and stronger and all that, you know. So that was an opening for many of us to learn about anime, to learn about different type of animation and cartoons and things like that. So there's there's that little niche that they could open. Yeah, and and they have anime, like they should do, I think they're going to do anime like talks or something around it, but I would, Mm -hmm. as you were I was just thinking too, because we we're talking about conventions. Excuse me, and I thought about so did they ever? Because you know, they always they did E three, they Comic Con, took a game show, they did Gamescom, mm-hmm. they did the Adult Entertainment Expo, which of course they're never gonna cover that again, maybe. Um, but like, did they ever do an Anime Expo, or did I even? Was that after no. their time? I that's what I was trying I, to think. I was kind of I was like, if that was around when they were around, did they? Why did they not ever cover that? It's surprising to me. Now I think about it. I don't know if they ever did. And I was like, why didn't they ever do when that was around? Well, technically, when it was around, you had Adam being super hateful <sighs> towards true. Full Metal Alchemist and all things like that. So maybe... Yeah, but, you know, you know do like a... Leeway from the stars. Or... Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Leeway from the stars, yeah. But now that you have, like, the people that want... Yeah, uh, I want... They should do it now, right? Like, why... There's... Not, yeah. I just want to see them like say, "Oh, we're not gonna cover the anime convention," and then you'll see Albali standing out from the crowd, it's like, "Excuse me," and you're like, "Okay, cool, no, just, was... just send Albali." Sure, go ahead. I was thinking about this the other day, and this is like an offshoot story. But well, first of all, yeah, every convention, <laughs> why not? Pax now, and you know, GDC, and you know, anything. But 
I was thinking about <laughs> if they ever did a gag for like E3 of like, you know, because always like the believe it or not, it's E3 has been stuck in my head for the last decade and a half. That's one thing I can't ever remember. Like if I if I were to say able to actually replicate something for that for G4, that would like be it. But have a gag where they're like they're walking in and they're walking into E3 and then they open the doors to the show floor and it's like one booth with like a random guy in some game and then oh, the person no. just walks in and like all the all the magic just stops and then the person's like running like what the heck happened and they're like yeah all the companies left it's just kind of me here this is E3 now it's just like just a joke about that you know I, I was that, just that, that would be day. that would be what it was <laughs> Tumblr famous called the Dashcon that they only had the ball pit. Yeah. So <laughs> something like that. It was like, welcome to E3 2021. And it's only EA. Why? Yeah, yeah. We were the only one that had the money. <laughs> dang it. And like, you had Jeff Keighley in there, like off the side, like, dang it, Jeff. And he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not here. Um, no, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to start and start wrapping things up here with you, Dizzy. Oh, no, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, I, I talked too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> that this is where I'm, I was. Well, I, I said I was thinking about this earlier three times already during this thing. But I was thinking about this early because I was thinking of like if I ever had people in the podcast, like, you know, me and Kevin, if I ever had Kevin on, it'd be kind of like this. Where I was like, I was like, I don't know if you want me and Seth on the same content because you have me and Cecil on the thing because I go on a lot of rants. He goes on a lot of rants. I'm like, that could turn into an easy five hours that I don't know if anybody wants that. I mean, it's like, that's like too much. It's like, oh, this is too much for it's two of you. It's too much. Um, but no, I want to thank you for being here. And again, uh, we always like learn stories and stuff about each other. But mm-hmm. nice to hear somebody from... Puerto Rico, you know, diabetic, and then your journey of still, like, you know, having all that as a part of your life, but still being able to do lawyer stuff, and to be able to jump around and make content and all that, you know, to to have the motivation and the willpower to do that, I mean, that's something important, Mm -hmm. that's cool to hear, and again, we talk about representation, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it goes all forms, you know, physical disabilities, but, like, you know, Latino res- representation, just yeah. everybody. And again, learning about the culture. Mm-hmm. And that's a one, too. I always, like, obsessed with travel. So, like, learning about locations mm-hmm. and how gaming affects those locations and the people. Um, you know, and hopefully, you know, you, I hope that you find something, uh, some sort of that thing that you're looking for, and it comes to you sooner rather than later, you know? Because I, mm-hmm. I think you're ready to go. It's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, I if you want to like plug like plug your Twitch, your podcast, uh, you know, feel free to shout all, all right. that out. Okay. So, as my name is Dizzy Diabetic, or the username that I use, that is my name also on Twitch and Instagram. You can follow me there. And from Monday to Friday, most of the time, it's always a long stream from the Atlantic, from the beautiful island of Puerto Rico, where I'll be playing a grand diversity of games. And if you guys want to play a party game, I'm more more than happy to play with the whole group and all that. And my podcast that I participate is on Sundays. It's mostly in Spanish. So if you want to learn Spanish and gaming news at the same time, hey, this is your spot. And it's called Cyberbox PR Live. We talk about all the weekly news in the industry, everything that's happening. And that's part of the projects that we do. This Friday... I also participate as a dungeon master for what I call personally the best damn D&D game in Spanish that you would ever hear. And it's called Siete Dados or Seven Dice. 
it is uh, during it is on the Cultura Sequencial channel every, every bi-weekly Friday. So this Friday would be the 12th, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to record. Then it will be two weeks after and all the time. It would it's fun. Uh, I, as you can, yeah, as I mentioned I played D&D. I've been forever DM for quite some year. And it's always fun to teach people how to play D&D and have fun and all that. I mean, and I, I think just, that's all the players. Yeah, the just add that to your list now. too. Like, oh, by the way, I also do this. Just not, not. To, and that, that, and I, like, I kind of want to hear what that sounds like because you know the Telemundo thing and stuff like that. There's a lot of passion there, and I'm like, this could be like a very passionate, emotional D and D experience. So, so, so just like I mentioned before, and this is really important. Mm -hmm. Puerto Ricans love, and I am one of those, so I'm guilty of that. Spanglish. So we'll start a sentence in Spanish and we'll finish it in English or we'll just mix terms in between because we don't have the perfect translation and it's really really fun and sometimes really confusing <laughs> just just so you know I, I I dig it I dig it uh so guys we're gonna wrap it up with that episode of the pan room again thanks to dizzy diabetic uh, and you'll hear guys from me on the next episode when we have another member of the g4 community. In the meantime, guys, have a good one.